Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Texas Hill Country Fishing Report with Greg Wielander of Upstream on the Fly. Have you thawed out, Greg? Well, hi Marvin, I, I have. I've, I've actually thawed out, and uh, that's a good thing. You know, um, here in the Texas Hill Country, we just spent, you know, or in, in Texas in general, right? We've spent around eight days below freezing, um, and... Um, it wasn't, you know, like 31 or 30. We're talking single digits into daytime highs of low 20s. Um, and everybody listening here, um, if you're in Texas, you already know this. We're not going to relive it, of course. But for your folks outside of Texas, it was, uh, it, it was, it was an interesting run. You know, it's something that we've not experienced um, for cold weather for as long as we had since 1983. Um, I guess the city of Austin's record showed 144 hours below freezing, which calculates about six days. And uh, the last time that was uh, that long was in 1983. And I guess it was 140 hours back, back in 1983. And uh, I was in Texas. I was in San Antonio in 1983. And uh, we did not have the rolling blackouts. We did not have water shortage issues or any of the things that affected a lot of uh, the Texans. Um, last week. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, the good news um, is you're you're on a significant warming trend. I think I looked at your weather and you're in the 80s today and it's going to cool off a little bit, but it looks like your weather is going to kind of bounce around the 60s and the 70s with some rain for the next week to 10 days. So how long is it going to take for things to kind of Norm, normalized from a temperature perspective to kind of get you back on track for a traditional early spring in the hill country? Well, you know, um, I'm going to talk about, you know, the, the rivers, right? Um, there was ice on most of our rivers and um, tailwaters, of course, do not have ice. And that would be like, say, the Guadalupe River below Canyon Dam. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there might have been ice you know, 30, 40 miles downstream. Uh, but if, if the river had, you know, a decent amount of flow and uh, in a warmer temperature, because the tailwater is uh, a warmer temperature coming out below the dam, then what happened uh, due to this, you know, this, this polar vo- vortex we just experienced, um, you know, the Brazos River in North Texas, the land passes in North Central Texas, and um, the Upper Colorado above Lake Buchanan, the Pernalis River um, going into Lake Travis and even the San Gabriel River, they all had ice on it. And, you know, the ice levels, I, I, I don't know the thickness, you know, um, but as we all know, if you have ice on rivers, I'm assuming the water temperature is 32 or below uh, for ice to form. Um, the strong thing is right now, though, is we've had plenty of sunshine. We've hit 70 degrees, you know, this past Sunday, which was, you know, like the second day we came out of the uh, 32 degree, you know, or above. So just like you said a a few minutes ago, we were in the 80s today, which is crazy um, how fast we rebounded. So not having to deal with this since 1983, you know, how long will it take for the the water to warm up? it's really kind of unknown, but I, but I will tell you that um, shallow water, okay, of course, gets colder quicker, but it also warms up quicker. 
Um, all the fish, you know, seeked out deep water holes. And um, that, of course, is, uh, you know, typically your, your bigger areas, your deeper pools within your river streams. And hopefully fish didn't, you know, perish. Um, you know, talking about a fish kill, um, even though this isn't the Hill Country related report, but our Texas Gulf Coast um, inshore had, has really taken a, a, a bad hit. You know, there's been everything from your mullet, your bait fish, your piggy perch, all the way up to your speckled trout, and even redfish um, are starting to show up um, floating in on the shorelines. So Texas Park and Wildlife will, you know, conduct their uh, their surveys over the next few weeks to try to determine to what extent was the fish kill. But um, from the pictures I've been seeing and from the people that I've been speaking with, um, it's not good. So um, time will tell. Um, it's definitely catch and release down at the Texas coast this year. And, uh, and they closed the Texas coast from uh, fishing during this cold front, which is a good thing. Not that anybody would even go fishing during that. But, um, you know, barge traffic is, is another issue. Um, barges going down intercoastal churn the water, you know, brings the cold water to the bottom and the warm water to the top. And uh, I've seen some of that going on. So um, we'll see how the uh, how, how our Hill Country streams have fared. Um, and uh, time will tell. So um, warm days, what we're looking for is, uh, you know, as far as getting out on the water, you're, you're, you know, you're looking for days when, when we're in the uh, upper 60s, 70s, and even 80s. Uh, because fish, fish become more active when the water temperature is in the 50s into the low 60s. And we're getting into the spawning time of year um, for both our white bass, of course, and, uh, and our largemouth and our Guadalupe bass. So um, that will have been delayed a little bit due to the, uh, the the chill down on the rivers. Um, but as long as we continue to have sunlight and we continue to have, you know, temperatures in the upper 60s, 70s, and 80s, the water's going to warm up a lot quicker. Um, I've been looking at the forecast for nighttime lows, and nighttime lows are looking great. You know, we're not having any freezing overnight lows. We're not having even temperatures in the 30s, it looks like. 40s and 50s for for overtime for nighttime lows um so that's going to be a positive and it's going to allow our waters to to warm up sooner and uh it's going to take it take it day by day and uh get out there and do some fishing you know um so let's talk a little bit about um tips and techniques you know um fish on the warmest days okay start looking at your 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 weather forecast go out on the third or fourth day of, of a warming trend. Um, because we do, you know, we'll continue to have little cold fronts blowing in, but they're not going to be the polar vortex type of cold fronts. You know, we've got one coming in um, later this week, and it looks like it's going to knock it back down into the 60s for, for daytime highs. Um, some rain. We've got some rain coming in, which which is going to be a good thing. I don't know how much rain we're going to be having, though. Um and we're needing rain, and we're needing rain uh, for our springtime uh, white bass fishing. You know, the uh, the rivers need some flow going into the uh, reservoirs for the white bass to want to come running up to uh, to go spawn. And uh, typically, this time of year, we're normally catching white bass. Okay, we're 
you know, anywhere from out east of Austin to south of uh, San Antonio is kind of where the white bass runs start sooner than, uh, you know, north Austin or, or the hill country, you know, as you go north and west of, uh, of Austin. So um, we've got a full moon coming up towards the end of February, and that's generally a, a big trigger for a white bass run. However, this year, not having the water temperatures ideal and not having the flow, more importantly, is uh, going to delay the white bass run. And um, we'll see how the, 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 you know, the rain we've got coming up this the coming weekend, how much rain we're going to have. I don't know. It's not forecasted at a lot. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out the next couple of weeks um, for the white bass run. Um, and, um for some of you folks that are interested in the white bass fishing, you know, um, typically Granger out on uh, the San Gabriel River that actually flows into Granger Lake is one of the area's first white bass runs. Um, that's an area that uh, gets crowded, a lot, a lot of folks. And then it kind of plays into uh, the uh, Perdinalis River um, coming out of Lake Travis. And then the Colorado River above like the Cannon, those are kind of the three um, white bass runs that we see as we get into late February and first of March. And the uh, the last white bass run, of course, is on the Lana River, which is generally middle March to, to end of March. Um, they're coming out of like LBJ up the Lana River. So hopefully we're going to get some rain to make all that kick off. But um we got to get some, uh, got to get some warmer temperatures, definitely in, in the rivers. Um, you know, all those fish have been sitting dormant for the last week and, and they're ready to eat. So, um, they're, they're definitely, you know, largemouth and the Guadalupe's they're, they're actually, they they're actually, the females have eggs. Okay. So they're getting, they're getting ready for the spawn and, uh, they're needing sunlight and they're wanting to grab some warmth. And for us fly fishermen, you know, those fish will be in a, uh, in the, you know, lower or the upper water column. So it'll be a little bit easier to, to target um, the gloves in the, uh, the large mouth as, as we start to warm up coming into March. Yeah. And I guess the good news is, you know, the rainfall, given where you've been, is actually probably going to help warm the water up a little bit too. It, it will. It definitely will. So sunlight, a little bit of rain, and, uh, you know, overnight lows aren't, aren't that bad. And we're definitely having some high daytime highs, you know. I, I think um, here it's midweek and we're, we're already hitting 80s and we've had several days running in the 70s. So that's definitely going to help. Um, something else to think about out there is uh, your big lakes, your reservoirs. That's going to take longer to warm up than say your your smaller shallower streams okay those, those will warm up quicker so keep that in mind and um another thing you want to keep in mind is uh fish fish northern shorelines okay on on some of your bigger waterways um you know if you are fishing lakes you know it's always advisable to fish your north shores because the north shores are protected from the north wind um same thing on the rivers, you know, um, look for your fish, your North shorelines on rivers and look for cut banks, cut banks are, are you know, a clue that your water is going to be deeper. So that's going to be areas where your fish had, you know, hung out for the last week. Okay. They got out of the shallows and, and got into those deeper pools 
and cut banks or, or definitely give away on um, areas that will hold hold the fish um, as the water starts to warm up. Got to do tips and techniques. Yeah, we do. You know, um, let's talk about some tips and techniques, uh, maybe a little more in detail. So, um, sinking line, you know, definitely um, come into play, not only for a white bass fishing, but um, to even start working some um, some crawfish patterns um, because the fish are metabolism is going to be slower. Okay. And they're not going to be as aggressive. They're not, they're not going to be chasing down your flies um, on, on a fast strip. So think about low and slow. Okay. And, and use finesse patterns, patterns like a crawfish pattern, for example, so that you can crawl it slowly along the bottom, you know, and, and you want to be using bigger flies because uh, these fish are, are looking for protein. Um, and, um, you know, they've got to, they've got to expel some energy to chase down something. So they're going to want to chase something of, of, of size more so than something extremely small, you know, using a sink tip line to, uh, to get that fly down um, and using a shore leader, you know, three, three to three to five feet um, on your sinking lines. And uh, we already kind of talked about the North Shores, okay? Um, another thing to look for is darker bottoms, okay? Dark bottoms, rocky shorelines, and rocky bottoms. Um, because, you know, dark bottoms absorb sunlight, and, and rocks absorb sunlight. So those will be your areas that will uh, start to warm sooner than, than other areas of, of the water. Um, and, um, you know, the, the white bass run... Um, you know, same thing, you know, sinking lines. And, uh, you know, typically, you know, it's hard to find leaders that are, you know, three to five feet long. You know, they're, they're very easy to make. You know, a lot of times I'll just do, you know, three foot of uh, fluorocarbon and uh, kind of stay around. You know, if I'm do, doing white bass, I try to go with that um, um, eight, eight pound to, to 10 pound, uh, which is typically, you know, a 2X um size um three foot fluorocarbon so um fluorocarbon is uh will sink faster than a nylon uh, mono type of leader um but let's let's talk about flies okay i'm kind of concentrating on white bass okay i'm, I'm kind of eager to start to find some white bass and uh you know with the power outages that texas had experienced last week you know um i'm sure a lot of you had the want to, to sit and tie some flies. Um, but you might've sat around the house and electricity was out. You know, you might've had gloves on and it, and it wasn't an easy thing to, to sit and try to um, tie flies. You know, you were kind of more, you know, we were all in survival mode, you know? Um, so now that electricity is starting to come back in, uh, sit down and, and let's tie some white bass flies. You know, a Cypress minnow is uh, a Texas pattern. It's named after Charlie Cypress. Um, who's from Texas. I like to tie those on a Camco hook, a 52-62 hook, in, in a size 8 or size 6. And I prefer them to be in white. Um, gray's my second choice. And then uh, also have some chartreuse separate minnows. Um, and by the way, this imitates a river minnow. So it's not just a white bass pattern. You know, it's a pattern that'll take both largemouth and Guadalupe bass. Um, and then the clouser minnow. 
okay? Um, I'll generally tie two types of clouds or minnows. So for my clear and shallower streams, okay, kind of like the St. Gabriel or the Pertinalis, um, I'll go with the uh, a Tamco 5262, and I'll tie that on a size 8, and I'm using an extra small lead dumbbell eye. And uh, my color combos are, are typically chartreuse over white, olive over white, gray over white. And then if I've got low light conditions, say um, cloudy skies or even um, off-colored water um, due to maybe a good rainfall, um, I'll switch to black over purple. And on those smaller clouds, I'm using EP fiber uh, versus bucktail. But then on my larger clousers, okay, I'll um, tie them on you know, one of my favorite hooks is the Gamagachu SL113H. Um, you know, that's also the similar to Tamco 811S. You know, there's a lot of uh, hooks, manufacturers and hooks today, but those are just a couple that um, I've got in my, my tying box. And I'll tie those in a size six. And I'll be using a uh, small lead dumbbell eye. And I'll be using bucktail for those, uh, for those flies. So, uh, same color pattern that I just went over with the smaller clousers. Um, and I'll, I'll have those as well. And, um, those are going to be for my streams, uh, that are going to be maybe a little deeper, a little bigger waterways, say like the Colorado Bend area, which is above like, uh, Buchanan. I like to use those size six clousers versus the little micro clousers. Um, but we kind of talked about the same tip lines. That's, that's imperative for, for white bass fishing and, uh, and keeping your leader short, you know, don't worry about trying to find a leader. Just, just make your own, just take a uh, three foot piece of a uh, 10 pound fluorocarbon, you know, which should be like two exercise and put a professional loop on the end of it and loop it onto your, your sink tip and, and you'll be good to go. But, Marvin, that's that's it. You know, our tech, us Texans down here are definitely looking forward to spring this year. Well, you know, Greg, before I let you hop and uh, grab your favorite adult beverage, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book in fish with you as things warm up? Well, you can, you can catch me on my website, um, upstreamonthefly.com, and uh, social media, both Instagram and Facebook, um, under Upstream on the Fly. Yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, um, I know it's been cold, but it's going to warm up. It may take a little bit longer than you're used to, but you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Greg. Tight lines, Marvin. <laughs>